Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Danny. I'm, I'm Lindsay. <laughs> Shut up. Nope. That's the second take, and that's the one we're going with. Uh, the challenge here is that Allie and Lindsay are twins that have been separated and don't know where one starts and the other stops. It's my and, fault. Uh, I wasn't following the order. We also did a thing where we said, let's do it again, but we never said who's going to go next. So that was, you know. But, let's yeah. just let's just fuck it up one more time. Is what we said. <laughs> yeah, let's do it again, just the exact same wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Well, now we can do it the right way. We got our we got our one mistake out of the episode. Yeah. And there's the only place for this to go is way up. Perfection from here on out. So it's episode three of season NC seventeen, and I don't want this story to end. I'm having so much fun. Yeah, me too. In this come universe, nope. <laughs> Universe of Marble. Yes. Marble of Marbles. <laughs> Lindsay hasn't watched a lot of the movies, so she still what doesn't is, know we're in Marble. Is, I thought all along it was Marble Universe, and I was like, this is weird. <laughs> this is not the marbles I'm used to growing up, but. <sighs> You're like, I get it because of Men in Black, that little cat had that mm-hmm. marble with the universe yeah. in it. It's so a game. why not? Yeah. <laughs> Will Smith will probably make an appearance in episode three. <laughs> Somebody sent me, and I, I need to send it to you, uh, my friend, one of our best friends, Trey, sent, it was a TikTok explaining the whole Marvel universe, and it's a 22-part TikTok series <gasps> where they go chronologically from Odin, you know, and even farther back through modern day. It was great. I, like, couldn't, I didn't even finish that <laughs> in one sitting. So I'll send it to you. That's great. So everybody can catch up. I'll post it on the group. Yes, put it in the group, and we can all watch it. I'll put it on our 4,000-person group chat. Great. If you're not following the fanny pack, do so today. Um, also, uh, we didn't talk about this in prep, but did you see the message that we got from Victoria? I guess in season two, episode one, I talk about how I want a McGonagall Flitwick fic and that Allie, apparently you say that we'll have to wait till season 17 and we blew it oh, hard. no way. Wow. So, Victoria must be re-listening because that would be an insane thing to be able to remember. But gosh, we should have done that. Victoria's been holding on to that <laughs> fic for 14 seasons. And then as soon as she heard about the fic was like, gotcha. They dropped the ball. Wait, <laughs> why did we say we'd have to wait till 17? We just arbitrarily made that up as though we didn't Probably. get to that many. Just like it'll never, it'll take so long for us to get there that. And so we're like, so. surely we're busy adults with lots to do. We won't be doing this five years later. <laughs> Surprise! It's not too late. We could still potentially throw it on Patreon <laughs> and make this like season 17A. Yeah. I mean, we don't read this in advance. Who knows? Flitwick and McGonagall could show up. We have no idea what's in store. Anything's possible <laughs> in the Marble universe. <laughs> <laughs> Let me check my uh, lower back tattoo. Mm-hmm. It is still possible. I have hope. Yes. All is possible. <laughs> 
So we're going to play a little game before we get into the story. But before we get in that, we have a couple of announcements to make. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first one is that we had one of our listeners, Natalie, she had sent in a a parody song. It was a parody to Teenage Dirtbag, and it's called Weird Hot Nephew. So stay tuned to the end of the episode for that. But it's from um, Ben Solo's point of view, and it's filled with regret, and he's upset, and he couldn't see it through with Ray because he's a customer and he's rude. And and anyway, she was so excited to get this in our hands that when about, I think about 10 days maybe went by, or maybe a little bit longer, and we didn't respond because we were still planning for this season, she <laughs> followed up with uh, a message where... <laughs> where she said she stand us by writing a follow-up and parodied Eminem's song, Stan. And I won't read the whole thing, even though I want to. And by read, you mean rap. Just kidding. <clears throat> this is my time to shine. <laughs> Dear Fangasm, I emailed you, think you're fantastic, full of sex jokes, smiles, and laughter. <laughs> and then it goes on to, That's good. again, parody most of the Stan song. We'll save you that pain. But she actually posted this in the group as well, the fanny pack, that Danny just uh, – highlighted. So feel free to check it out and and then stay tuned to the end of this episode where you can hear the Teenage Dirtbag parody by Natalie. So thank you for not only sending that in, but following up with us. We stand you. That's true. We stand Lee you. <laughs> yes. Yes. And the other shout out we want to make is to Heather, Heather B., for drawing beautiful portraits of all three of our dogs. I think Mm -hmm. the impetus was Allie's dog, Moki, because she's been going through some health scares this year, and she has triumphed and is now a very rambunctious three-legged dog who races past all the dogs at the dog park. And so Heather was like, she picked up colored pencil drawings during quarantine, Mm -hmm. and when you guys see – it's on our Instagram, which is just Fangasm Podcast. They're so lifelike. They look 3D. It's gorgeous. Mm. I cannot believe these happen from pencils. And she did Moki and then she said, well, you know, I know Danny and Lindsay have dogs, so let's do Sherman and Puffin. And it is the sweetest tribute, the sweetest gift. She's sending the physical copies to us in the mail. We will all frame them as a shrine. Oh. And she has since, you guys, she has done – my sister had a friend who had um, his two cats pass away. She's done his cats. She's done another friend of mine's dog. Like, she's so incredibly talented. So you can go to our Instagram page and see those portraits and then follow her work. Heather, it was so, so meaningful to us. Thank you so much, Heather. I mean, like Lindsay mentioned, it was a real rough end of 2020 and then start of 2021 just going through all that with Moki. She's going to be 12 years old. I've had her for a third of my life. And it was just so special. And I know that you've done these beautiful drawings for all three of us, but in particular, it was just so meaningful to have my little lady just honored in that way. And she is doing so well. She's strong and healthy and so vibrant. And she looks so regal in this photo that you Mm. selected. So thank you for capturing her perfectly. It is just an absolute delight. I cannot wait to put it in my office. I feel like I'm looking at them right now and all three of our dogs look very stately. (laughs) They look like royal animals. Yeah, they look amazing. Heather perfectly captured Sherman's wonky eye. So that's, he's like one of the inbred royals. Um, (laughs) But I love that. He has a wonky eye? Yeah. Well, it's, one's just a little looser than the other. Oh, oh, Jeremy. A wanderer. So yeah, the perfect essence. If I didn't have a dog, I would have been so jealous of you guys for getting- (laughs) your own dog photos. So 
That's the only reason I'm glad I have Sherman. You could have just had Marco sketched. <laughs> and here's Marco. <laughs> it's Mogi and Puffin and Marco. You could have had Houdini. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's true. Houdini. Anyway, so yes, Heather, thank you from the bottom of our hearts, from the bottom of our bottoms. Yeah, I mean, it is worth saying that every time you guys reach out and share your art with us, whether it has anything to do with us or just the characters of the season, it is one of the most meaningful parts of the gig. And we're we're so blown mm-hmm. away by your mm-hmm. talent every time. So thank you for sharing that with us. And now we'll share our talents with you <laughs> in the form of uh, we have made up our own <laughs> our own hero personas. What a segue. So you know us as Allie, Danny, and Cheryl, but who are we really? Did you like that? Yes, that's that was great. Good. That but was who excellent. Are we really? So to fill out our, our Marvel Tinder profiles, mm-hmm. we had three questions that we needed to complete. That's the theme of this season. Um, <laughs> if you're Jewish, there's four questions, but if you're reading Marvel fanfic, there's three. And um, it was, what's your hero name? What's your hero power? And who is your evil nemesis that you're fighting. So. Danny, do you want to start? Yeah, you kick us off. Okay, I can start. So um, I think you guys came up with this name for me last time. Yeah. But my superhero name is (laughs) The Giggler. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So an evolution from Giggles to The Giggler. (laughs) And Joker adjacent. (laughs) I actually wrote down The the Jiggler. But I meant the beginning. I was like the jiggler, <laughs> like a jello jiggler. I don't know. Did I say jiggler? Yeah, I love in the beginning. But then you you corrected yourself to giggler. Well, I wrote I wrote jiggler. The jiggler <laughs> might come out in a in a later series. So the giggler. Um, my I'll tell you my nemesis first because then it will make my superpowers make more sense. My Ooh. my nemesis is named Throbbing Clock. Oh, and he's an evil villain that. Fights me with time management. And <laughs> so that's why his name is Throbbing Clock. Cause I can I can hear him pulsing that I'm late at yes. all hours of the day. Oh my yes. gosh. And my superpower is that I show up with uh, either food or gifts or lightheartedness to make Throbbing Clock's powers not wow. so intense. That's so nice. So this sounds very personal. I feel like Thriving Clock is just Lindsay and I in a trench coat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on each other. Allie's on my shoulders. <laughs> Stacked on top of each yeah. other, letting me know that I'm late. <laughs> or you remember, Danny, when you once left the metronome sound on your garage band? <laughs> dig, dig, like, you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Edgar Allan Poe with the heart ticking. <laughs> Danny, we were talking about that today. Me and Lindsay had to record something else. And we were talking about, I go, I cannot believe that Danny recorded an hour and a half <laughs> of content with us and had a metronome ticking in the background the entire time and never noticed. It was like, and you're just like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> just vibing. People call me and they're like, hey, you have a podcast. How do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I show up. Yeah. How do I do it? Um, two words, Allie Lefevre. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I do it. And Susan. <laughs> Allie and Susan. <laughs> that is how we do what we do. Two words. <laughs> Oh, oh man, great. Danny, yours is more organ. I don't think I have a villain who is – I haven't gotten that far. But, Ellie, I want to hear yours. Okay, so my first hero that I came up with was the atomic eyebrow. And my initial idea was <laughs> to throw my eyebrows like boomerangs. <laughs> 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 then, 
Cool. Which I thought would be so cool. And then I thought, oh, I could fight like tweezers and or a bowl of wax. But then I thought, why don't I make a superhero and call myself Disco Fever? And then I could have big hoops and use those as weapons. I could have like super long hair that I could wrap around my nemesis. I could cool. um, have my platforms raise really high into the sky and make me grow like 10 stories. And I thought that'd be really fun. And then I got on this weird rabbit hole where I was looking up like, why does disco music not exist anymore? Because I love disco music. My mom's obsessed with it. I'm actually at my mother's house right now. I've been in Detroit for the past week. And we've been listening to disco for 10 days straight. And I was thinking, why did disco die? Like, what happened to disco? And I looked, and there's something called Disco Demolition Night, which was – it was at Comiskey Park in Chicago. And anyway, it was like a major backlash mm-hmm. from rock music fans against disco and that was like the day they said disco died. But I think that's the day that I got my superpowers. Yes. And so yes. disco demolition would be my- Like inhaling all the vinyl fumes. Yeah, I was inhaling all the vinyl. And that is when oh, um, it was like a gosh. super soldier serum for my soul. And I think my superpower is all the things I mentioned and also a dance-off. I will outdance you. I also think, <laughs> Allie, you could, the disco ball could blind people. So you, oh, that could be like yes. lasers, and your bell bottoms could wrap people up so that they, and then they can't move. So it's like, oh, yeah. And and I was actually thinking your bell bottoms could be tearaways that reveal oh. booty shorts, like metallic yes. booty shorts. But then you yes. could use your bell bottoms to wrap people, Lindsay. That's right. a yes, great yes, idea. Yes. I love it. It could be like a lasso. My bell bottoms can turn into like a lasso. Yeah, tearaway lasso. I love it. So yeah, disco fever. That's my superhero. Sold. It's perfect. Um, so mine is called mania, but the M-A-N-I is in italics for manicure. So my power <laughs> is that my fingernails can turn into basic, shoot basically anything I want. And then the nail becomes that. So if I'm shooting out water out of all of them, it has like a cool wave decal, right? And fire Ooh, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And I think whatever weapon I'm using is what they call me. So they're like, oh, she's doing pyromania. Bubble mania, mm. hydromania. Mm. So they can do all those things, sort of like a Wolverine, but better because they can become all those things. Ah, yeah. Maybe a little like, pew, pew, maybe stuff can shoot out of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. And the, the only thing I was thinking about an origin story, I don't have a nemesis really, except my origin story was that I got cut getting my nails done somewhere. So started mm. doing my nails by myself but didn't realize that that was maybe some sinister person who injected something into me. And so the first time, like right now I have clouds on, the first time I did something, maybe I did flames, and I like went to do something and I realized fire (gasps) could come out of my nails. And I was like, what happened back there? But then when I go back there, they're like, this hasn't been a store for a (laughs) hundred years. And so like we don't know like who did it. Do you think it was a case of bad acetone? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Badass. like spiked acetone. <laughs> Do you think when you start, you're so scared that you're looking for the manicure and then you're like, no. Yeah. I need to embrace this. Yeah. I am the manicure. Right. <laughs> I'm looking for a manicure, but I'm not, I don't need one. I am mania. <laughs> Lindsay, when, when she did the pew, 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 had her hands just like pointed out <laughs> like nails. Wanda, but very close to her face so you could see was, the nails. It was like a chipmunk. It was yeah. like a chipmunk hand gesture. I like the idea that that's where you put your hands when you're fighting. Yeah, they're like, why? What's she going to do? Or like, you know, like what about like my cue to my like partners that when I'm about to start to do something, I like click my long nails on like a desk, click, mm. click, oh, click. And they're like, no. oh, shit. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> She's got clothes on her nails. And then like whatever. Rainstorm. <laughs> Because what if, what if instead of like my nails turning into whatever I'm like, my superpower is, I have to like paint them what I want my weapon to be. I'm like, give me a minute. Just give me one second. I'm painting it on. But no, it's flipped. I think a power, I do it and it comes out. That's what my nails look like. So who do you think your nemesis would be? Would it be like a nail file or a clipper? I mean, I can fight any bad guy. I think I'm an Avenger. An Avenger. I think I'm just like, they found me and they were like, will you help us? And I was like, yeah. My name is Chip, and I'm going to get her. Like, no. <laughs> no, Chip. No. Chip. <laughs> no, Chip. Al- no, no, Chip. Chip. Yeah, Jill. Allie and I had also thought about a Dorito-based oh. superhero, but then <gasps> I was like, I don't want to be typecast. I'm sick of typecasting myself as a Dorito lover, but we were thinking that I would have – because I would always have snacks with me, and they the Dorito would turn into like a ninja star, or like whatever I was about to eat could turn into like – What did we name you? Snack Attack? Yeah, I think that was it. <laughs> or is that your catchphrase? <laughs> I think she was called Snack Attack. And there was something with crunch. That, yeah, something I won't stop. And then someone would say, you're looking like a snack. And you would say, you have no idea. Yeah. And then I'm like, check out my friends. <laughs> the Jiggler and Disco Fever. It's <laughs> getting the Giggler. What a trio. <laughs> yeah. Danny, I like the idea that it's the Jiggler and that you carry little Jello Jigglers with you. Or you have little uh, those little Jiggler plastic Cut out shapes. Yeah. Yeah, but he's the king of jello shots, so it sort of makes sense. Wow, that's what you that's give. true. Maybe you give them out and then your enemies are like, they're poisoned or something. Or they, That's what the jiggler is. Sorry I'm late. You're blacked out on jello shots now. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like someone got into the liquor cabinet. <laughs> oh, the only way to fight a throbbing clock is with jiggler jellos. <laughs> that's the robbing clock. Because time slows down in them. I could it cover does. it and then, oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or what if they took a jello and then them taking it means they're trapped in a jello mold themselves? That's and what you do. freeze time. And they freeze. Yeah. yeah. And then time is <gasps> like, you don't have to harm your enemies. You just trapped them in jello, and that's how you buy more time for yourself. Yeah. I was going to say it's like Zach Morris time out, but Danny yes. just gives everyone jello shots and then they all come frozen. So he's got time to like finish his 10 craft projects. The jiggler. The jiggler was here. The jiggler is up. <laughs> When you bust into a room. This is, um, I've been seeing all the feedback that like the DC universe is kind of a mess. None of the stories are connecting. It's not adding up. But Marvel obviously is like this perfect, well, not perfect, but has a, a much clearer connections. I'm feeling like we're a little more DCU than <laughs> CUM right yeah. now. <laughs> what do you possibly mean? <laughs> DC could really use us. Yeah. DC might want to uh, create a spinoff with uh, the Jiggler, Disco Fever, and Mania. Mania. <laughs> also, of course, I would come up with a name because I've always had my name misspelled, that would be mispronounced. They'd be like, ah, mania. And I'm like, it's actually mania because it's like my whole superhero <laughs> could never even be cool. My whole thing is manicures. And do you watch my Instagram stories or have you, uh, seen? It's, <laughs> have you seen? I have like a hashtag for my nail art. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a really fun exercise. I love that. We'll post the question so people can submit. Yes. I want to hear everyone's. I think now the only thing left to do is the blowdown before we get into chapter mm-hmm. three. So they were just text flirting because Bucky emailed Steve his updates from the photos. Mm -hmm. Steve was, you know, humble, like, oh, I don't like them. Bucky was like, oh, you don't like me? And he was like, no, no, I just don't like photos because nobody's ever made me feel so beautiful. And I think they're going to meet up again soon. They already did. Or no, they already met up. They met up at the studio for shoot day two. 
And he's mm-hmm. posing on his motorcycle. Yeah. And they talked on the phone, remember, for like three hours until Bucky's phone died or something? Mm. Yeah, Steve up the ante and picked up the phone and called him. Intense. Very cute. So cute. Yeah, so now I just, we, we're hoping that they're going to theme some of the photos. That, that's like what's going to take to get my hammer up is can something be themed in yes. some way? And we're about to enter the story in the middle of a story, an anecdote. Literally. About the ping pong tournament. <laughs> so... <laughs> You might have to back up a paragraph to refresh your memory. <laughs> this is the snap of fanfic. Uh, yes. We blipped mid, mid <laughs> retelling of what happened to Tony uh, and Cap's ping pong tournament. A fake blip. Yes. Okay, should we do it? Let's do it. At this point, Steve was doubled over laughing, and Bucky could feel the ache in his cheeks as he grinned along. His ceaseless photographs from this moment probably wouldn't make the calendar, but he felt that Steve smiling and laughing carelessly was something that deserved to be immortalized with photographic evidence. I swear it. Nat put a frame around it with a little plaque that says the date and Tony's tantrum. (laughs) Wait, quick reminder about what this was about. Yes, it's about a ping pong match between Cap and Tony Stark that resulted in Tony giving Captain America his motorcycle, right? That was the bet, the wager? Yes, and he threw a paddle into the wall. And that's what's being framed. Okay, that's Tony's tantrum. Got it. You'll have to come by and see it sometime. Mm. But the next week, this is literally sitting in the garage with a giant red bow on it. Match made in heaven. Steve's flush with mirth after his storytelling, straightening up, leaning back against his bike, he smiled at Bucky. I'll never turn down an invite to the tower, Bucky replied. I like that Bucky jumped on that, that he didn't let that comment just fly by without any acknowledgement. You should come by sometime. I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Walking over to a bag he had set near the ladder, he looked over at Steve, mischievousness marking his features. All right, Cap, ready to get a little dirty for me? He asked while pulling out a bottle of Hershey syrup. I've got a theme. Oh, my gosh. I... Don't know how to respond right now, Steve backed up wearily. Don't be a tit. Oh, (laughs) going to use this to mess you up a bit instead of real motor oil. I would hate to soil your clothes permanently. Plus, it tastes better. Why does the taste matter, Steve asked, eyeing Bucky. Bucky rolled his eyes, secretly getting more enjoyment out of the moment than he probably should have. Quit stressing and take your shirt off. Mind if I turn on some music? (laughs) Whatever it takes. Danny, this is your cue. (laughs) I brought the chocolate syrup. (laughs) Why does the taste matter is a question I've never not asked. (laughs) Or I've never had to ask. Yeah. Like, because you're about to get a bunch of this in your mouth. Which you should have asked when you put your chicken salad in your soda. Why does the taste matter? Taste doesn't matter. Steve nodded, turning to remove his shirt while he shoved, oh, which he shoved into one of the saddlebags on the bike. When he turned around, Bucky held a handful of chocolate sauce and his ears were slightly pink. He's balming it. (laughs) That's weird. Like, have you ever had chocolate, sir? Uh, um, I'm just going to – he mimed smearing it across Steve. Steve nodded in stunned agreement as Bucky stepped forward, drawing in a breath. Mm. Eyes fixed on Steve's chest, Bucky laid his hand tentatively on his sternum, listening as Steve hissed out of breath. He moved back to break the touch before Steve caught his wrist. It's fine, just cold, he commented, voice low. It's fine. Just cold. <laughs> it's fine. It's just the sugar-free chocolate syrup. <laughs> it's fine. I just, <laughs> just don't know why you would buy that. You know, it just it tastes artificial. It doesn't really taste. Looks off-brand. <laughs> Bucky wondered if Steve could feel his pulse skip under his hold. Sorry, 
Bucky mumbled with a gulp. Continuing the task, he smeared streaks of the syrup across Steve's right peck. He couldn't help the fact that Steve's nipples happened to bead under his touch or that he thoroughly (laughs) enjoyed letting his thumb brush over one. When Steve's breath quickened, Bucky had to fight to ignore the edge of arousal making itself known behind his zipper. Um, hello, Arouse back here. <laughs> uh, am I in the right warehouse? Is this a photo studio? <laughs> While trailing his fingers over Steve's ribs, he looked up as Steve jolted with a huff of laughter. Captain America is ticklish, Bucky said. No tickling. <laughs> Finally meeting Steve's eyes as he cocked an eyebrow in question, letting his hand remain on Steve's side. You guys, if we get another tickle fight in another photography <laughs> season. Oh, my gosh. Steve's pupils grew darker. If you tell anyone, I'll have to kill you. You can't kill me when you just saved me, Bucky replied in a hushed tone before taking a finger and trailing a line of syrup over Steve's left hip bone down to the tantalizing V that disappeared below his pants. He wasn't planning on glancing back up at Steve, but the gasp was too audible to ignore. Steve's eyes were pressed closed. A small frown took shape as he bit his lip in concentration, doing his best to stifle everything. Bucky (laughs) felt a sudden urge to run his finger over the line that formed between his brows, wanting nothing more than to soothe it. He's taking some liberties. Bucky then took Steve's throbbing cock and whipped cream and made a banana (laughs) split. What's that movie, Varsity Blues, with the bikini, the whipped cream bikini? Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Iconic. With Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Oh, James Vanderbeek. Okay, well then never mind. Forget it. <laughs> and Allie Larder, she was the one that wore Were the, uh, the whipped cream oh, bikini. Was he, James Vanderbeek was the lead role in Varsity sure Blues? Sure was. Wow. That was peak uh, Dawson's Creek era, I think. Peak Creek? Was that Peak Creek? <laughs> peak Creek? That was Peak Creek. <laughs> he has like 12 children now, I think. Yeah. He's doing well. Okay. Last few, Bucky whispered. I um need your lips for this, he added, his inner voice screaming as Steve's eyes flew open to stare into his. Upon the release of his abused lip, Bucky's heart pounded. Bringing his thumb up, he hesitated, watching as Steve's eyes fluttered close when the touch landed. He let his thumb brush over his bottom lip, feeling Steve's breath ghost over it shakily as he smeared it across his jaw. He let his fingertips trail down the side of his neck, lingering a few seconds longer than he meant, feeling the unsteady cadence of his pulse before finally stepping back. All right. Now I picture he's like, perfect. And he's just covered in soot. Delicious. (laughs) It looks perfect. Now do me. (laughs) You think Steve would have done this to himself because Bucky has to handle camera equipment. Right. I would think the guy playing Imagine Dragons on the boombox would have done this. Danny, this could have been you. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Ugh, now I'm all oh, sticky. Not this. <laughs> I have no doubt about the consent issue here, non-issue, but yeah. I also don't think he said, hey, I'm about to smear this on you. He just kind of went for it, right? He said, I want it to look like motor oil. He said, is it okay? But then I don't think he said, I'm going to put it in like your Usher ab deep V. Right. I'm going to trace your V. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm going to graze your nipple. Have you ever seen your mechanic look this caked in motor oil before? <laughs> like when you go to Jiffy Lube, is this On his happened? jaw, on his lip. Something's broken. You yeah. got a leak, sir. It's like when someone in a rom-com is like, I want him to think I cooked it. And so puts like flour over their face everywhere. And you're like, no one who cooks looks like that. Like what's happening? No. <laughs> All right, Bucky uttered breathily, absentmindedly sucking the chocolate off his thumb before picking up a towel and wiping his hands when Steve's long eyelashes blinked open and looked down at his body, then back up at Bucky. Where do you want me? Steve asked, Ooh. his blue eyes searching Bucky's. His blue eyes popping out of the syrup, <laughs> syrup face. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's kind of a loaded question right now, Bucky said without thinking, <gasps> blushing <gasps> furiously at the wicked smile he got in return. Fuck. Just sit on the ground against the bike, one leg kicked out, knee bent, do whatever feels good to you. Wait, I was going to say, <laughs> instead of a <laughs> Freudian slip, it's a Freudian split. <laughs> like a banana split. Banana split. <laughs> That's a stretch. That's that was solid. Solid joke. Uh, talk about a loaded statement, Steve murmured as he sat. Bucky laughed low, cheeks pink as he brought the camera to his face. Steve rested his elbow on his bent knee, staring straight at the camera, a mixture of irritation and arousal evident in his gaze. Rest your head back against the bike, Bucky directed, kneeling on the grass in front of Steve. Look at me. Like I could stop, Steve murmured. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh. And as Bucky blushed further, he cocked his head back, letting his lips part. Allie, though, Freudian split, and then the dick is the banana. <laughs> yes. so I'm, just, I'm tracking now. <laughs> you got it, right? <laughs> I'm on board. And the board. cherries are his nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you, like I could stop, Steve murmured. And as Bucky blushed further, he cocked his head back, letting his lips part. More of that, Bucky murmured as he stood, angling down as Steve's eyes rose up to meet his. Steve brought his thumb to his mouth, resting it on his lower lip, giving Bucky a look of pure seduction and need. Good. Stand up and straddle the bike. Steve did as he was told, standing only- Fuck that bike. (laughs) Fuck that bike. Uh, Steve did as he was told, standing only a foot away from Bucky, feeling like his fingers itched to touch him. Instead, he straddled the bike and waited for further instructions. After a few pictures angled to capture the power of his splayed thighs, Bucky motioned to the bike. Lay back on the backrest, cross your feet at the handlebars, hands behind your head, and look at me. You know, like how people who ride it. (laughs) (laughs) Like you were not working on it at all. (laughs) Look like you've never seen or ridden a motorcycle. (laughs) Uh, You guys, there's a new – so like Broadway Street in Nashville is like where all the honky-tonks are and where all the bachelor – and bachelorette parties go and they've got all these like pedal taverns. There's one that's like a tractor. There's one that's an ambulance and a new like thing out front of a review show is a golden dick that you can ride and it has a pink like sort of labia saddle. And I, I feel like this, that would be good for the mm-hmm. <laughs> photo shoot. Just sharing some hometown news. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks for the update. Yeah. I'll send you guys pictures. We don't have anything cool like that here in Chicago. <laughs> we going to get our labia? <laughs> Where's our golden boner? I think it's called the golden boner. I can't believe they have an ambulance. I'm still really stuck on that. I'm stuck in I it. might be wrong, but I think they've like turned anything into a th- – no, no, sorry. It's a fire truck. Okay. Okay. But a you can still – you drink on it and it's open air and it just rolls up and down the street and people <laughs> go into bars. It's <laughs> chaos. Okay. Abs flexing, he lowered himself carefully back against the rest. His long legs stretched up past the handlebars. He looked at Bucky as he stared through the lens, finger held above the button. Something's not right, Bucky paused, eyes scrutinizing the position. Oh, he glanced up at Steve. Do you mind if I... He mentioned the button of his pants. Steve gave a feral grin. Be my guest. Be Mm. my... And it's a crossover. Yes, be my guest. (laughs) Bucky's fingers fumbled with the button of the jeans as he mentally cursed his lack of game. I have game. Loads of game. College proved it. What the hell, fingers? Letting it fall open, he gradually unzipped the zipper halfway, and on a huff, he let his fingers hook on the hem of the pants as he tugged the fabric down, along with the black boxer briefs underneath, to expose even more smooth skin. Fighting the urge to groan as Bucky's fingers brushed over his skin, Steve's abs quivered, and he closed his eyes. Quivered. 
The jiggler's been here. <laughs> Daddy's been the jiggler all along. <laughs> Jello boys. <laughs> Jello anyone? Whatever it takes. Okay. Steve quivered and he closed his eyes. Bucky took a step back, letting his eyes rake over Steve's stretched out body. Perfect. On a deep, deep breath, he brought the camera back to his face as Steve's eyes remained closed. Walking in front of the bike, he took a few shots head on. Then at the side of the bike, he crouched. Eyes on me, Steve. I'm making the worst, creepiest Bucky. Eyes on me, Steve. (laughs) Less snapshots, more cum shots. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Steve's eyes flashed open, connecting with Bucky's instantly. It took everything in him not to moan under the gaze. Steve's pupils were blown. A small ring of blue were barely visible around the edges. He circled him, taking pictures from every different angle he could think of as his cock throbbed behind his jeans. Okay, under the tree. I think we've got enough on the bike. Bucky motioned towards the large birch behind them. He used the time with Steve's back turned to him to try and catch his breath. His cock throbbed while his hands ached to run over the planes of Steve's body. He couldn't think straight like this. Where do you want me, Buck? Steve asked again, eyes full of mischievousness. On your back, Bucky responded, feeling a thrill of delight as Steve's chest flushed. Bucky hauled the ladder over to where he had lain. My, my, Captain, he commented as he climbed to the second rung. You're awfully flushed. My, my, Barnes, you're awfully hard, Steve replied boldly. (gasps) Oh, my God. My arm's not the only thing metal. (laughs) Raising his eyebrows with a pointed look to Bucky's jeans. Wait, you guys, is he still covered in chocolate syrup? Yeah. He's taking a break from the shop and leaning against a birch tree is the theme, okay? <laughs> I do think he is covered still. Uh-huh. He hasn't cleaned off. I have a feeling Bucky's going to help him clean off. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, let's hope. Yes, Steve. Watching as an Adonis who is covered in chocolate eye fucks me tends to have that effect, Bucky said brazenly, <gasps> all the while capturing the emotions as they bloomed over Steve's face. Steve laid for a moment longer, taking in a deep breath before abruptly standing. Bucky stubbornly continued the task of capturing every moment, refusing to stop through his advance. When Steve's hand tugged the camera up from around Bucky's neck, Bucky thought that maybe, just maybe, he'd crossed a line with the super soldier. Putting the camera down with measure control, Steve looked at him. Tell me to stop. Steve, I, Bucky stammered as Steve's hand slid up the sides of his thighs. Tell me to stop, Bucky, Steve demanded with a growl. I don't want you to stop, Bucky replied simply. <laughs> Staring into Steve's eyes as one large hand settled on his hip, pulling him into contact with him so Bucky could feel the prominent bulge forming in Steve's pants against his stomach. The other came to cup his neck, drawing him down until their lips were a breath apart when he paused. Are you sure? Steve asked, and Bucky's lips surged to close a distance with his answer. Double consent. <laughs> it's a twofer. Double direction consent. Danny, are you uncomfortable in this scenario just watching from the sidelines? He's holding a fan. Are you questioning whether you should change the playlist? You got any more chocolate sauce? (laughs) Did you use that whole bottle? Does anybody want to feel my bulge? If his dick is covered in chocolate, then it's chocolate milk when he comes. Yeah. (laughs) Ellie, the idea of me trying to get into this threesome is... Humbling. Does anyone want to feel my bulge? I brought Jello. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's so funny. I have a few positions, ideas. I have some notes. 
There was nothing innocent from the beginning. With a low groan and a roll of his hips, Bucky melted into Steve's embrace. Relishing in the sweet taste of chocolate and what could only be Steve as his tongue slid along Steve's bottom lip, begging for entrance. What? Are you still laughing at my bulge? <laughs> hey. Just Steve Rogers, who's like 6'4". Bucky is at least 6'1", then all 5'8", jiggly me. I think it's it's the idea of anyone who would say, does anyone want? I think that it's not that it's you. It's that anyone in the right. system form is going, does anyone into this? Doesn't anyone want to feel my bulge? It's just the way you pitch the idea. Hey. Anyone want some of this? No, it really goes well with chocolate sauce. Jello. <laughs> That's like a pudding pop, isn't it? <laughs> Jello makes those too. Steve's hand traveled down to Bucky's hips, savoring the warmth that passed between them before pulling Bucky further into him and bringing him off the ladder to lay him carefully on the soft grass. Bracing his hands on either side of Bucky's head, Steve's mouth came down on Bucky's again, nipping and licking along his lower lip before journeying to his jaw. Moaning, Bucky's hips canted up, desperate for friction. With a low laugh and insane muscle control, Steve brought his hips down to Bucky's in a long, slow roll, and where his erection pressed into Bucky's, they released twin moans. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> oh. What do twins sound like when they moan at the same time? <laughs> Steve, Bucky whined, thrusting his hips fervently against Steve's. Needy, aren't you? He gasped when Bucky's response was to bite down on his neck, lapping the chocolate off where he had smeared it earlier. Hands clawed hurriedly between them, and Steve dragged his fingers down Bucky's sides, nail-biting and making Bucky tremble with need as his fingers traveled along the lines of his jeans, letting them briefly brush along the hips before unbuttoning and drawing down the zipper. Bucky raised his ass, wiggling his pants down to let his cock spring free, the tip already glistening with pre-cum. Desperately, he palmed Steve through his pants with one hand while greedily using the other to push the denim down Steve's thighs. Bucky had one moment to moan Steve's name as he was met with the sight of Steve's gorgeous cock before Steve took both of their lengths in his hand and rubbed them simultaneously. Shit, 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 Steve. <laughs> that is so unsexy. Steve. Bucky gasped, the sensations overwhelming his senses, and his hips arched into the touch of Steve's cock and hand. Steve's thumb rubbed over their tips, gathering the moisture to spread over the sensitive glands. The slick made the glide of his hand smoother, and Bucky panted, feeling the warm build of his release pull into the base of his spine as his hand scrambled for purchase across Steve's broad back. Gonna come, baby, Steve groaned, Ooh. lips pressing into Bucky's neck as their hips pissed together. On a moan, their releases hit. Bucky's quickly chasing after Steve's as his hand continued to stroke them through it, covered in their cum. Steve all but collapsed on top of Bucky, only barely managing to roll to one side to keep from crushing him with his bulk. Once they'd gotten something of their breath back, Bucky reached over and threaded his fingers through the longer strands of blonde on top of Steve's head, dragging him up for a wet kiss, more lips and air than finesse. God, that was... A lazy grin spread across his lips. Who knew Captain America gave such great hand jobs? Oh, episode <laughs> title. <laughs> Steve laughed, laying his head back on the grass, staring up at the wide branches of the tree. When Bucky made to sit up, Steve tucked him over and on top of him, pressing their mouths together before Bucky rested his chin on his chest and looked up at him. So what now, Steve Rogers? Now I get the chocolate sauce and forensics off of me because I think I'll attract ants, he paused, letting his clean hand run along the course of Bucky's spine. 
Then later today, I'm going to call and be very proper about asking you on a date. If you feel so inclined, Steve smiled. The glimmer of recklessness left over from the previous actions running through his veins made him feel a little high. I'll be looking forward to your call. Bucky stood, reaching a hand down to help Steve up, which he realized was a little ridiculous as the man weighed possibly twice as much as him. Let's get you cleaned up. The Mm. end of chapter three. Wow. 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 What an episode. Just like we said last week, they shot their load and they got the shot. They got the cum shot. Wow. Three photos and a handgun. Maybe we could call call it chocolate sauce and forensics. (laughs) 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 Forensics with benefits? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like someone dies. Or photo shoot your load. That's good. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your hammer up or down? Oh, whoa. And a date? I said if I had a theme, my hammer was going to be up. And I got like sexy mechanic who just got done working and then something with a tree. So my hammer's all the way up. Make like a tree and come. He got leaky pipes and leaky pipes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, my hammer is... Uh, you know how much I love food play, and this had everything. So sexy, incredible, funny, AHM1121, well done. You've made mm. my Sunday. Uh-huh. That was great. We could do Sunday fun day, spelled like ice cream mm. Sunday. You guys, this could be, and again, I, I haven't went back and listened to our episodes in a very long time, but in my most recent memory, this might be, I think, one of the steamiest episodes we've done in a very, very long time. This was excellent. Really good. I love the flirting and a little bit of the tension and the build and like some great, you know, HJ action. And now we have a date in the works. I love that they didn't even, like, I don't even know if they fully took off their pants. They were just like, we got to rub these together. Yeah. Yeah. And was Captain America holding his own cock and Bucky's cock, I think. So it was double consent for a double HJ. Yeah. Twin bones. Yeah. That's big hands. You guys, there's something about hog and hog. Like a motorcycle is called a hog and a dick is called a hog. Anyway, this has been so wonderful. I can't wait for next week. Yeah. Wow. That was amazing. Stay tuned because next we're going to play the uh, parody song to Teenage Dirtbag and we will see you next week. And as we always say, stay Stay sexy sexy and covered in chocolate. Covered in chocolate. (laughs) Stay jiggling. (laughs) Bye, everybody. See ya. Hi, Ali, Lindsay and Danny. Um, hello from Australia. I'm a bit behind the seasons, but this is my song that I've written. Um, it's about Raylo and, and it's a parody of Teenage Dirtbag. She ruined my day Incompetent in the store And oh how she sucked Creative with her subs She doesn't know who I am 
erotic goodness join our patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm for updates merch to join our private facebook group the fanny pack or to submit a story visit fangasmpodcast.com for a regular hookup make sure you subscribe and if you're extra horny leave a review but only if it's nice 10 points for nice reviews 